This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why me? Uh, I have to warn people up front, and I, I tried to talk her out of it. We've talked for an hour now. She just won't stop. You will hear some drilling during the show because Brittany, there's a bank right next to us. Yeah. And Brittany's trying to break into their vault. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. So when you hear that drilling, that's just Brittany trying to break into the vault. Thank that's you. All it is, Thank right? you. It's my retirement plan. That is a loud retirement plan, by the way. That thing, that drill is loud. I know. I don't know what they're doing, me. but... What do you mean there? You did it. I mean, me. I don't know what I'm up to. What am I doing? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, folks. It's one of those... That kind of deal. I just yeah, love they get, that. They come early. Yeah, they were here uh, pretty early. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, I just would like to thank, if there is a God, I would like to thank God because I went from 80... There it is. There She's it trying is. to break it. There it is, right there. Leave me alone. Brittany. Slow and steady. You can just play a little happy music underneath, right? Yeah, get, rid of, get rid of that to, to try to drown it out a little bit. <laughs> to block off. <laughs> the Twins lost last night, though, the dirty bastards. That. Yeah. that was a tough loss. Lost of what, 5-4? Uh, had the lead at the end of the game, almost the end of the game, and uh, ended up losing it, unfortunately. But that's baseball, so that's cool. What were you just talking about? I forgot because of the drill that you were drilling. What were you saying? I don't remember. But I'll do the weather because I do remember how to do the weather. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, weather, morning rain and thunderstorms tapering to drizzle and a few... Oh, that's what I was going to say. So when I left Florida, I was, uh, it, was, it was 90 and sunny. Yeah. And very humid, actually. It was very, very hot. Very rocky seven-hour flight because we sat on the ground for an hour and a half, and then it took us like four and a half hours to get home or whatever, but, or five and a half or whatever. But um, so that was a thrill. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. getting through that whole deal. When it's 90 and sunny in Florida, do you go outside in the middle of the day or no? I do, yeah, because it doesn't bother me. I told you, I have that skin thing. I don't oh, feel yeah. stuff like other people do. Oh, yeah. Because that brain injury, I think. Will Catherine go outside in the middle of the day, too? Mm, she's not big on it. Okay. Yeah, she's not big. Like, if it's 90 and sunny, we wouldn't, like, go golfing or something like okay. that. Okay. Well, if only if it's humid. If it's 90 and sunny with no humidity, it's not that bad. Do you do sunblock? Oh, God, yeah. She, honest to God. I know, so do I. She just loads me up. Yeah. I look super honky because it turns what? your skin white. I know. What is it about, like, I hate sometimes falling into traditional roles, but what is it about women chasing men around with sunblock? Because that is me and my husband's relationship yeah, when we were in Florida. I was yeah. like, get over here, like spraying him. And he's like, you know, he's not avoiding it, but he's just like not actively putting it on himself. Yeah, I know. What is it? <clears throat> Are you, you guys know, toddlers? It's not a big deal either. So I had a little skin cancer on my cheek. So what? <laughs> so big deal. Big deal. Calm down. Sorry we want you guys alive. It's exhausting keeping you guys alive. Exactly. So any anyway, mm-hmm. in three days, yeah. three days now, I went from sunny, humid as hell, and yeah. 90 yeah. to a snowstorm coming into town here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, very, very rocky, whatever. Yeah. And now today there's a rainstorm. I know. So we got oh one day though I did point out that for the first time in 37 years I drove into work and it was light out. Yeah, that was weird. And then of course today it's not light out because no. it's raining so hard it's still dark. Do you know what's crazy? Or it was anyway. Is our roller coaster here in Minnesota hasn't been that different from yours because we had 80 degree yeah. weather. Oh yeah, 90. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 90 one day. Right, and so it's like it was just wild. That was. 
an emotional roller coaster. That was, I'm going to say it. What are you putting on, like, balm? No, I'm itching my elbow. Is that okay? No. What's wrong with you? Oh, my God. You're a disaster. You are so nitpicky today. Take a shower. I do. My hair is still wet. (laughs) I cannot. Anyway, what were you saying? Sorry. Um, I thought that weather, it it felt too much too quickly. Like, I was not emotionally ready. Mm -hmm. Like, I went for a run, and I was wearing too thick a leggings, and I was like, do I not like warm weather? Like, it was like, I was not ready for the transition. That was, I had a moment going, I think warm weather is terrible, for just a half second. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, Brittany, this is just a lot quickly. This weather is a great metaphor for my bank account. Oh, yeah? Because everything was nice and sunny, and then we did Disney, and uh, I was like, what's whoa. up with the thunderstorms? Why? Patting down the hatches, everybody. It's going to be a rough month. We will be eating ramen. <laughs> yeah. That happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, worth it, but yes, very much so. But by the same token, mm-hmm. you can tell I'm a Minnesota boy because got home last night after work, had to run around, do a bunch of stuff. And John, my neighbor, said, hey, you want to sit out? Because I told you every Friday, the neighbors all sit out in the driveway. Yeah. We move around a little bit. Party in the cul-de-sac. Yeah, kind of party in the cul-de-sac. So John and I were sitting there, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, some more neighbors showed up. Jeff and his lovely wife, Trish, by Mm -hmm. the way. Uh, They showed up. Then John and Amy showed up. And all our neighbors, it was 50, I think, 5 degrees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. A little light breeze, but it was pleasant enough to sit outside at 55. Yeah. It was. No no question about it. Once the... Moved a little closer to uh, the sun dropping, though. It got cold You're really like, fast. Bye, Trish. Bye, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Boom. But yeah, they they're very excited. I brought up that the idea of having all you guys over and everybody that's on the show, everybody who can make it. Yeah. Come over for a a grill out once in the cul-de-sac this year. You'd love every one of my neighbors is a wonderful. And I'm not making that bullshit up either. They're wonderful people. They all came over to say, hey, welcome home. It's really nice to see you. That's awesome. I love well, my... I, them. Yeah, yeah. I, your big neighbors are super nice. Yeah. Um, and I love my neighbors. We party in the cul-de-sac, and it's nice to just... It's nice to have that, like, one-hour chill kind of hang, you know? Yeah, yeah. And just be close, and then you just go have dinner. You know, we usually hang out right before dinner, and uh, we're lucky because uh, they... The Goldens, they love go-go i mean they yeah. love her yeah. they they come over and it's like paparazzi they're all taking photos of her all trying to hold her it's so it feels so good when somebody when people just you can go bring your baby to their you know so i get it you love we let's party in your cul-de-sac yeah they're looking forward to it i, I just and again the reason i like to do that is because hey rudy i was talking to my neighbor john and you go oh yeah i know john See, I, I just like the natural feel of that. And it, it's good to know other people's lives you're working with and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to Bill. Well, who's Bill? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think you guys would have a ball because nobody ever bothers us. We have a great time. The food's great. I opened the wine cellar. So if you drink wine, you'd like that. There you go. And also, Rudy's looking for free meals since he went to Disney World. Oh, so, so we're good to perfect. go. Yeah, yeah, whatever you got. I'll take leftovers. I'll bring the Tupperware. Please. Yeah. Most definitely. But we'll get that on a schedule probably late May, early June when we know the weather's going to be really nice. Right? Yeah, I would love that. We'll get everybody out there. We'll get Sandy and Eggert and uh, fly in Kristen Burt. Okay. Well, that's not too... Now, she's going. I'm not going. By the way, she's a big hit. A lot of people, when I run into them on the street, they really like her a lot. Yeah. She's amazing. Very, very even keel. Well, the talk, you know, talks to you guys, and it's just, yeah, she's really, really good. But 
Anyway, so with the weather, here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, but it's nice. I just wanted to say that because it's nice to be back home sitting in, in a chair watching my neighbors drink wine and have a great time. And I have a, a bottle of water. So, you know. I'm with you. It's a good thing. Perfect. Now, it's great to be back home uh, hanging out with my neighbors. No doubt about that. Morning rain and thunderstorms today tapering to drizzle and a few afternoon showers, a high of 48, which is about five degrees warmer than I thought it was going to be, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, low tonight uh, is going to be about 42 with showers and thunderstorms likely again. Showery with a thunderstorm possible again tomorrow, 48 again tomorrow. Friday, blustery and cold with rain and snow showers. <laughs> Jesus, it just doesn't let go, does it? High of 42 on Saturday morning, clouds and clearing, 42. Sunday, sunny and 48. But next week, next Monday, the sun comes out at 55. And by the end of the week, I think we're at about 66, 67. It's supposed to be sunny four, five days in a row starting next Tuesday. All right. That's what they're saying. We can, we can do this. Yes. Rain and 41 right now. One, one thing about that, this, this weather now, you know some beautiful things are going to grow because of this weather. Yeah. Right? I mean, so get out there, enjoy it, get your head out of your ass. You know what I'm saying. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. All right. Of course, the biggest story out there this morning would be the Dominion and Fox thing. Yeah. Um, five takes on the big Fox News settlement. Uh, some see the big sum as a deterrent. Others see it, uh, view it as naive. Well, I suppose, yeah, we're going to have different opinions. And, and I always like to make very, very clear that I don't have a political party, that I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. I'm kind of, I've been both, actually. I tried being both. It's not that I hated them, but when people have, you know, when the extremes, the far left and the far right get involved and they get really extreme and, and, and go out of their way to hurt people because they think they've been hurt. Yeah. Uh, I can't talk to people like that. No. It's like, put on your big boy or big girl pants and go on with your life for Christ's sake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't get too involved. Don't get too emotional. I mean, yeah, I just, I'm very thankful my job does not have to do with having to be a politician. I would not do yeah. well in that role. It seems it, it seems terrible. I just seems like you get nowhere. It seems like nobody's at. I just don't. Ugh. Well, it's no. mostly money grubbing, isn't it? Yeah, right. I mean, eventually everybody gets there, right? I'm, I'm sure. You, right. Don't you think? You hope that people initially go in for good intentions. But then it's like watching House of Cards when you start realizing yeah. <laughs> that. You're like, oh, yeah. ooh, like everyone has to make compromises. Everybody starts right. bending to weird things and you go, yeah, this is gross. So, yeah, basically you have to explain to people uh, because otherwise they take a side. And, oh, he disagreed. It's like, no, I don't have a side in this fight. I don't know anything about Dominion. Well, I know about Dominion. I have no opinion on them. I know about Rupert Murdoch. I have no opinion on him either. I watched the uh, local news, uh, excuse me, the national news this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them was going on and on about one thing. The other was going on about another thing. But I will tell you, they, every morning show that I watch this morning, and I watch it for about a few minutes, and I do about three or four of them just to see if anything really important is going on. Yeah. And they're not just bitching about how the world sucks, right? Yeah. I am not making it up. Three of the four I listened to, the first thing I heard was, well, I tell you what. Kind of rainy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you laughing at? I know. I never laugh at you guys. You guys never make me yeah, laugh. Yeah, why would you? You know. <laughs> but I mean, I just said it's cold out and you start laughing. <laughs> like, what? what? 
My favorite thing with morning TV is when people go, did he just say that? Yeah. Did oh, he yeah. just say that? Did oh, he yeah. just say that? Did we say that? Yeah. Listen, if you guys want to send hate <laughs> emails, that's to Chris Eggert at channel5.com, okay? I like it. Did he just say that? Ugh, that's the worst. I hate that so yeah. much I can't even tell you. That's so funny. Yes. It's just the ass kissing. They lean so heavily toward one party or the other and just kiss ass. Well, everything you did was wrong. Everything I did was right. Blah, blah. So as I'm going to read this to you, I don't have a position on this. Yeah. I just ran the numbers in my head. And this settlement is really bullshit. The whole thing. I mean, what they have to understand is that he, he lost $780 million, right, in the settlement Rupert mm-hmm. Murdoch did. Mm-hmm. Um, if you make $100,000 a year and you had to make a settlement compared to where Rupert Murdoch did percentage-wise, uh, he's worth over $20 billion, and some say closer to $30 billion. So $800,000 to him is like you were maybe making 100 grand, 100 grand a year and having to pay about 4800 of it. It doesn't matter. No, it's not going to take a big head. No, it, it it does not matter to him. And I'm not saying good for him or bad for the other people. Yeah. I'm just saying don't make such a big deal out of this deal. There's yeah. no justice here. Yeah. He's going to throw you some bucks. I don't know if Dominion lied. I don't know if he's lying. I don't know if everybody's lying. You never know that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't know who's lying and who isn't unless you really dig deeply. But they're making... I mean, I, I suppose it is a huge story. I don't know. Does anyone understand why Fox News lied so because I don't watch a lot of that nude why did they lie so much about Dominion was that, that was the, the they're cheating or something yeah that, that, the, the the rigged election yeah you know and there was a great piece on either CBS Sunday morning or 60 minutes this week I can't remember and a lot of it what this is boiling down to is how many times Dominion had emailed Fox and its producers going Hey, we, we were watching, and this is what you guys said, and we actually have data to back up right, why that's that's right. inaccurate. And then there was no response, and they just kept going and going and going. Instead of just either retracting it or just stopping it, which I, it was kind of Dominion's thing. Like, hey, if you guys just knock it off, right. everything will be fine. And they just yep. kept going. So, Why would they do that? Don't know. I, ratings? Yeah, I guess. I, I I guess their ratings on all of those shows are way, way down because yeah. people are sick of it. Well, like you said, this is a drop in the bucket. It so is. $780 million to is him, nothing. Yeah. To him, it's nothing. Yeah. Like I said, to, to you and me, it would be, well, to the the average person makes what, about $60,000 a year? Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. yeah. The average? Okay, so basically they'd have to throw out, uh, what, about 2500 bucks? Which, I mean, it's, it's a sizable of a yeah, like, It's not going to ruin your life. No, yeah. no. Like, it's going to be... It's like, you know, when you have a bad car issue and you go, oh, crap, this sucks this month. Mm -hmm. Like that. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. So I don't know what this says, but uh, to me, once again, you and I paid out a lot of money in taxes to to go. Well, luckily, they didn't go to court, so it won't cost about $85 billion. So that's good. But Dominion won. He won. I mean, they got money, and he gave them a little bit of money. And Doesn't maybe care. on both sides, this will take people will take pause before when your news station starts spouting opinions. And maybe, yeah, maybe it won't, maybe it will. But if we were to look at it with positive lens, we could go maybe there's like a, a you know, we talked about like the internet when it first came out was like the wild, wild west. You, know, you could post whatever, whatever, yeah, you know. And yeah. now there's a little bit more accountability, especially if you're oh, claiming good. to be a news site. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, like if you're a news site, there's a little bit like, 
if somebody dies, they don't just throw it out quickly. They go, they have to check and make sure yeah, there's, you know, and because when it, there wasn't a lot of regulations first when like Twitter and all that stuff came out. Um, so maybe we can look at this as before people, you know, under the guise of a news station, they start putting opinions out. But also people have the memories of fishes or fish. So it's like this probably, you know, next thing you know, this will just be another moment where they'll go back to normal. So I don't know. I wanted to be positive and then I went negative. So, <laughs> Well, here's what I understand, though, about this whole deal is, first of all, why did they, if they were told we have facts that prove you're lying, why would they continue on if they have facts and they're going to burn you to the ground with them? I mean, why would you do that? Because it didn't fit the narrative they wanted. I guess I, that's what it has to be. I think you're absolutely right about that. It's just, well, that's not what we want. So, look, I, like I said, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't know anything about Dominion. They, they own the machines, the voting machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got, look, you want my opinion on it? And I'm not talking about Dominion or anybody else. My belief is from the day America became America, people have been cheating in elections, local, national. All, people always have cheated in elections. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, that you know, it's any better or worse because of it. I'm just saying people lie and cheat to benefit themselves all the time. Yeah. But if the guy from Dominion calls you and goes, you know what, we can prove we weren't lying and cheating, you might want to listen. Yeah. Right? I would think so. But I guess if you're getting the big headlines. So let me ask you a question. Somebody do the math for me. So they lost $787 million. How many billions of dollars did he make for them from them doing that? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, so this is not a good route to take. If, if you get to take a little chunk out of what I did by lying about what you did, why would I care? Mm-hmm. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I blame everyone but me. That's what I knew yeah. was going to come down to. <laughs> all these, all this election <laughs> cheating. I'd be class president back in, se- sure. in my senior year of high school if it wasn't for Aubrey Collins and her cheating ways. Aubrey. This guy, she stole that election. Rigged. Aubrey Rigged, Collins. I tell you. I know the name Aubrey Collins. Who is that? <laughs> uh, she's a girl I went to high school with. Really? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Aubrey you, you probably Plaza? Th- Aubrey Plaza. Maybe yeah, you're Aubrey thinking Plaza, of, that's right. Isn't there a Barb Collins on the news here in town? What's the Collins that's here in town? Yeah, there was one. If there, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Andrea, so. something like that? Yeah. Andrea Collins. Could be. But yeah, so I'm looking at these stories. And again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't look like this is a big hit on Rupert Murdoch. And don't think it's a big celebration for Dominion. It was okay for both of them. Sure. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of okay. Uh, it, it just, to you and me, obviously, we see that number, $787 million. And we go, well, wait a second. <laughs> That's a lot of money, right. baby. Uh, but they do have five takes on this big settlement, or they, they call it a big settlement. Just want to run those quickly. Tell you what I'll do. Why don't we go to break, come back, and I will uh, run down the five things, the wins for Murdoch, the wins for Dominion. Uh, we'll be right back. After these words, Tom Bernard show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, We believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. 
We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. The warmer weather is just around the corner, I promise. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes, so they get to know your lawn and will customize a fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate at ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can see how all of it will look in full color before the work begins. ProTurf specializes installation of trees, shrubs, perennials, mulch beds, rock and sod, plus installation of concrete pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, driveways, walkways, streams, and rock fountains and more. Check out their work at Professional Turf. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Okay, Rudy, you can't tell her I did this. Okay. okay. So, Brittany, what do you think? Uh, you like the way the show is going so far? Oh, she's not. Here. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> she's in there yelling in the other room. <laughs> the greatest. i got to wait till you get in here to tell you one thing I did see on, on TV this morning. I can wait. We can just... Rudy and I will just sit and talk about maybe... Remember when you were in high school? Mm-hmm. We'll just reminisce. That's what yeah. we'll do until you get in here. Yeah. 
Uh, it was a good time. Uh, my friends pretended to kidnap me one night. See? Yeah, these were all <laughs> memories that I'm definitely not harboring into my 40s and having to go pay a nice Jewish man a lot of money one time a week to go tell him about. Schmoozing. Yep. No doubt about mm-hmm. it. All right, I'm on the clock. Let's do this. These people literally thought I was kidding that you are trying to break into the bank next door. That's where she was drilling. You heard the drilling, and she was gone. What does that tell me? I know. But it adds up. It adds up. No question. Okay, I just got to throw this by you because I just, once again, these news people, and it's all of them nationally. I like the local news people. It's not just because I see them all the time or we're friends. Local news is much better than national news. So it was announced on one of the, one of the, the lefty channels or whatever. I don't know who's who anymore even. I can't even tell you. But they announced that the settlement between Murdoch and, and Dominion went down. Yeah. And one of the female hosts looks into the camera and goes, it's a win for democracy. No. I'm like, oh, my God, lady, really? You're going to go with a win for de- You people and those people, both sides, you steal money and lie constantly. The drama. I love oh, I God. I got to get more emotional. You really should. Absolutely. It's a win for democracy. Tom, the fact that you've been fired is a win for oh, democracy. Trust me. I've been saying that. <laughs> I wish... I don't know. Maybe it's like, I hope that person's really young because I do love how when you're younger, you have the idea that like things will, people have to pay for the things they do. Yeah, and, I know. And, and people will learn. And then you get older and you go, yeah, I don't really know. But also, I don't have the energy to care. Isn't that one nun CNN that Poppy Harlow, she's from here, isn't she? I don't know. Feels familiar. Like, yeah, let me check. I, I feel think, like she is from here. Yeah. I think she is from here. So. You, know, you see that once in a while, and then you know Pete Hegseth. I've met him a couple of times. He came and did the KQ Morning Show a couple of times, and he and I really don't get along that well. Okay. Poppy Harlow, born uh, 1982 in St. Paul, Minnesota. There you go. I knew she was one of the locals. She's pretty good, isn't she? I think. Yeah. I think she does a pretty good job. Seems pleasant enough, anyway. But yeah, the one thing about this kind, of, this whole deal, you tune into the news and bounce around because what they say is a win for democracy. Oh, this is going to destroy Murdoch. No, it's not. That's so funny. Calm down. It says here, is it a win for Fox News or maybe Dominion now that Fox has agreed to pay Dominion voting systems $787.5 million for airing false claims about rigged machines and observers are assessing the settlement that avoids a high-profile trial? I think for the... The people of the United States is good they didn't go to trial because that would have cost us who knows how many millions of dollars. Right. Hundred, probably a hundred million bucks. Yeah. For that trial. Probably. The win for Murdoch at Slate. Jack Schaefer makes the case that congratulations are in order for Rupert Murdoch. Yes, it's a lot of money. But here you go. It's just the cost of doing business for Rupert Murdoch. And he's absolutely right. It's what we talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen this article. This is the cost of doing business for Rupert Murdoch. It's not gonna ruin him. No. He probably's never even going to feel it, you know? He runs a contaminated media empire that regularly makes multi-million dollar settlements. In this case, not only does Fox avoid an ugly trial, it apparently won't have to apologize or even admit wrongdoing. See, that's kind of weird, isn't it? I assume they would have to admit wrongdoing. You would think that they would, I mean, they have, you would think they would have to say that on air. Yeah. God, that's weird. Um, so don't kid yourself and think the large sum will change things. If you had a machine that tossed out that sort of money, Fox does, you wouldn't tamper with it. 
Um, maybe not. The settlement is $787.5 million, a lot of money, not just in an absolute sense, but even for a company as large as Fox, it's far more than pocket change or a rounding error. They'll probably have to make other settlements too, writes Nate Silver of 538.com. Definitely enough to have a deterrent effect. No, Nate, you're wrong. It does not have a deterrent effect. I just wish people wouldn't lie on the news. Why don't we all do that? All the news people stand up, put up your right hand, and swear you'll stop lying to the people. That'd be great. You know, but there's just, there's so many elements that go into that. Because, you know, they get their news from somewhere, right? And like, where, yeah. what, there's just like, it's a, a systemic problem we're having with truth-telling. Oh, because, yeah. Because, oh, you know, yeah. you and I, we can read an article, um... And we go, this is, you know, we're, we think we're just reading, you know, facts. And then we find out that that was sourced from a, you know, wrong thing. Like, mm-hmm. you just, there's there's a systemic issue with the truth that goes farther than one news plays, for oh, sure. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. There's no question about that. And, and there's a lot of money in lying. Unfortunately, it's true. You can make a lot of money by lying to people. Absolutely. Which is very sad. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, the former Fox host, expresses disdain in a a blog post for the uh, usual far-left loons who are disappointed the uh, network won't be destroyed. But he also criticizes Fox for bringing this disaster upon itself. This is what happens when money becomes more important than honest information. What we just said. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. When money becomes more important than honest information, all of you news companies should be shut down, scrubbed, to the very roots of your existence, and then we'll put you back on TV when that filth has been washed from you. He's right about that. Yeah. Um, So sure, the network had a right to air the opinion of a rigged election, but once the facts begin to overwhelm, which Rudy pointed out, they called him and said, look, we can prove you're lying. Yeah. Why wouldn't you stop? Guess the ratings are too high, maybe. Once the facts begin to overwhelm any point of view, a news agency has an obligation to say that. Yeah, and I agree with that, too. And I don't agree with a hell hell of a lot that Bill O'Reilly says. I think he's kind of a bully, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a very pleasant person. <laughs> but, you're, you're, I'm, I'm laughing about that video of him losing his mind when I he's know. like, we'll do it live! Yeah. We'll do it we'll live! We'll do it live! Yeah, you're right. You are, that is... That is a, that's a great way to describe him. Unpleasant is a very yes, good adjective. He yeah. is a very unpleasant man. Well, he got fired from Fox for, what, dilly-dallying? Mm-hmm. God, it's a good thing you never worked with him. He'd be going after you constantly. <laughs> was it like 20-minute coffee break? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. During those 20-second coffee breaks. It's disappointing at The Intercept, Peter Mass. Uh, writes that Fox has escaped the legal, moral, and financial punishment of a uh, judicial verdict. There's no question about that. He's right. Anyone expected Dominion to risk a big payday through uh, trial is naive. He adds Dominion does not exist to serve the public interest or liberal magazines. It is a for-profit company owned by Staple Street Capital, a small private equity firm. It is founded and run by business people. It is not pro-democracy. They are not pro-democracy agitators. Uh, And finally, a win-win. That's how Quinn Hillier of the Washington Examiner sees the settlement that deters bad journalistic behavior by forcing a massive payout. It is not a massive, to you and me, it's a massive payout. Yes. Because you and I are never going to see $787 million. No. No. But when you're worth 20 to 30 billion, it's, yeah, it's a hit, but it ain't going to hurt you. The putrid ethics. Ooh, putrid ethics. I like that. That sounds like management. Thank you very much. Great to be here. 
Uh, but it sets no hard, fast legal precedent that massively erodes the bulwark of the First Amendment. Let me read that line again. That's a well-written line. You ready? I like that. But it sets no hard, fast legal precedent that massively erodes the bulwark of the First Amendment. Listen to that. Huh? Should I read the comments? There are five. There are only five comments. Should yeah. I read them? Now, yeah. this is from Newser, which is a pretty liberal site. Okay. I don't think it's over the top liberal, but it's, it leans right. I mean, right. left, excuse me. Left, Give it leans to us. left. The five comments, I just clicked on them. They're popping up as we speak. And here we go. Now, they find it took a while to pop up. So it must be some, that means there are some long ones that I won't get into. So Fox will just continue lying as usual. <laughs> See, there, you learned a whole lot, didn't you there, pal? That's fun. Well, and they probably will. They both will. They all will. From an earlier news story, Dominion's litigation exposed some of the most uh, some of the misconduct and damage caused by Fox's disinformation campaign. Smartmatic attorney J. Eric Connolly said that after the Dominion settlement was announced, Smartmatic will expose the rest. What does he mean? Well, I don't even know what the hell he's talking hmm, about. I don't know. I have no idea what the hell that is. Uh, if they get uh, half the coverage that Dominion got, it should make for an ongoing show and another big settlement from Fox. Fools that believe Fox are going to believe no matter what. At least people get to see the Republicans for what they are. See, once again, Stephen Kopp, K-O-P-P, I love Democrats and I love Republicans. You people think all Democrats are the same and all Republicans are the same, and you say things like at least people get to see the Republicans for what they are. Well, you know what? I know some really nice Republicans. So why don't you kiss my friend's ass there, Stephen? I just hate how they lump everybody into one pile. If you're a Democrat, you're just like all those other Democrats. Or if you're a Republican, you're just like all the other Republicans. It's like, calm down, for Christ's sake. It's bad. I mean, you know, we have to work with pain in the asses like, you know, Kristen Burt, but we don't complain about that on the show, do we, ever? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I looked up and there she is. What do you know? What? The timing. I, that's the pain in the butt. It's KB2. <laughs> now, I'm just reading some of the comments about this big thing. Uh, and as you know, I, I, like I said, in my life, I've been a Democrat. I've been a Republican. I don't think I ever had real extreme views, but maybe to some people I did. Uh, it just wasn't for me. So I can stand in the middle now and look at this. Uh, I think Dominion's happy. They got 870, uh, excuse me, $787 million. And I'm sure Rupert Murdoch's happy he only had to pay them $787 million. That right? was just about half what they were suing for. Yes. So he is thrilled to get off with that number. Because it's, it's 6% of his net worth. 6%. <laughs> Who cares? Right? It's absolutely nothing to him. That's exactly what we've been talking about all morning. You know, Rudy and Brittany and I have been talking about this. This, this is nice for Dominion. You know, they're, they're a company that's in it for the money, which is, you know, it's what business does. So is this a lose-lose, win-win all at the same time? I think it's a lose because I was looking forward to a juicy trial. To be <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a lose for you. Yeah, that's true. That's I, I love the tea. And, and honestly, uh, people were saying they did an interview of businesses around the courthouse saying they were super disappointing because they were looking forward to like, the rush of businesses, you know, um, with people like coming in and buying coffee and all of that, all the you know, surrounding businesses to the courthouse were hoping that it was going to be a windfall for them. Yeah, that is all true. Anyway, I, I would just, I'll get away from it, but I just didn't like this line. At least people get to see the Republicans for what they are. 
To blame all Republicans for this or all Democrats for what some of them do, we have got to stop doing that. You can't just bundle people all together. There are some fine Democrats and there are some fine Republicans. Calm down. Right? But they won't because we're leading into a 2024 presidential election. Why do I have to hear that for two years? I know. I'm sorry. Almost two years anyway. I know. but, But like I said, if... I really, really wish we'd learn big business. Uh, this is the settlement you were going to get. This settlement helps some people. It puts, an, it puts a nick in Rupert Murdoch, but that's about all it does. I just wish this would drive people. The thing that I'm hoping from this, you know, judgment, uh, the two parties meeting, I hope maybe we'll stop lying so much on the news. Wouldn't that be nice? Or just demand non Biased news, unbiased oh. news. I mean, that's that's the thing. Can we do that? You know what? You're, you're, we're doing better on a local level. On a national yes. level, yes. it's not what drives ratings. And so that's the problem. So it's all about money, once again. Mm-hmm. It's just all about, I'm here to make money for you, and that's all there is to it. Right? The dollar speaks volumes. That's oh, the problem. God, it just <laughs> makes me so sad. It, just, it, it really does. Like... Uh, and for this prick to jump on a national news site, newser, and, and just badmouth all people from one party, I'm not even going to say the party again, it's really stupid to put them all in one pile. Any party, right? Yeah, I mean, and honestly, within each party, there's like two two factions going on. You've got no the far right, and then you've got the moderates on both sides, and far left again, and the moderates. And uh, I'm surprised that we haven't seen like a split in parties at, at a certain point. But yeah. our, our political system only seems to support two parties, yeah, even though there's a variety of, of opinions even within one party. No question about it. So we'll just keep moving forward and we'll be entertained by Hollywood. What do you think? Yes, I have lots of updates for everyone. Um, I know you were asking, like, what happened on that Netflix Love is Blind yeah. Live broadcast? We finally <laughs> <Yeah>. got an answer. <laughs> uh, I know you couldn't sleep the last couple of nights, but um, this is what Greg Preters, he is one of the co-CEOs of Netflix. He said they introduced a bug. So in oh, an attempt to improve God. the live broadcasting after the Chris Rock special, they and what they didn't notice was the technical error in the internal testing because the bug itself only showed up once everyone headed to um, the live stream for Love is Blind. So Really? Yes. That is what they're saying publicly. We don't know what's happening behind closed doors. You know, it could be a totally different situation. But they said the bug, only when people signed on did they figure it out. It's Rupert Murdoch yet again. <laughs> yes, that's, he's the bug. It was Dominion <laughs> falsifying the signal. That was it. <laughs> Just to sit there and thwart Netflix. <laughs> hey, they get, they've given up the discs. No more mailing out the discs. 25 years of the DVD business. I was yep. surprised. I, I was reading this number. They were still making just about $146 million a year on their DVD what? business. That sounds like up. an astronomical number. I thought they'd be like, we're only making you know, half a million now. Well, there's a perfect example of what we just talked about. A completely, to us, unusable item. I have probably 300 discs at my house. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with them. 
because you can get it all on streaming now. So I, what am I going to do with those? Yeah. Also, if you want, Tom, uh, I got about 87 VHS cassettes at my cabin <laughs> that have been sitting around since 1987 that my family refuses to throw out if you want any of those. They're but, not cracked at all. No. <laughs> the great thing about this, and, and, and Brittany and Rudy and I have been talking about it all morning, this is a perfect example. Oh, we're only bringing in $1.5 billion. Just get rid of it. So half of that was what Murdoch paid out. It shows you how little that really is to these people. It's true. And if you look at the difference, they're, they're bringing in, last year in streaming, they brought in over $31 billion. Oh So God. if you compare that to almost $146 million, that's the numbers they're going off of. You know, that's how much this show makes. I didn't know they made as much as we did. That's impressive. $31 billion a year. They're lucky to be <laughs> caught up with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's the dough, Tom? Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, um, do you think... No, there's just too much money in news. They're never going to stop, are they? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I think that they will in some cases because people so. are tuning in less and less to television. So, yeah. and, and those new bro- news broadcasts are suffering just as much. And, you know, a lot of them were very flush during the Donald Trump years because that's why they covered him, wall, had wall to wall covered you know, yep. 24-7. But, we, you know, he's got a lot of legal issues going on himself. Um so who knows with that? And, you know, he's lost some of his voter base. Right. So he's not the even the cash cow that he was in 2016 and 17. You know, I really wish I could point to one person and go, God, I really wish that person would run for president. But I don't have anybody. I got nobody. You got anybody you'd like to see run for? I don't care if it's like, you know, somebody on a talk show or something. Right. <laughs> Is there somebody you go, that, that person would make a really good president? Who wants the job to be Well, honest? that's true. You age a thousand years within like one year of being in office and everybody hates you, even if they voted for you, the constant noise, even like the ego and the prestige of the office. I'm not even sure if that's there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you're really into to rock music, there's a, a musician by the name of Corey Taylor. He's from Iowa. Been around for the last 20-some years. Got a bigger name. And I was interviewing him one time, and he's very political. And I had said, hey, is there ever a time in your career where you decide to you know, put the guitar down and put on a suit and become the honorable you know, Senator Taylor from the great state of Iowa? And no joke, his response was, why would I want the cut and pay? There you go. Wow. I'm like, I, I get it. I totally yeah. 1,000% understand. Why would you take on that kind of responsibility and stress and then also lose money at the same time? Absolutely. Yep. My uncle is always like, you should run for office because I stay on top of political news. I, I enjoy it. Um, but it's one of those things I said, I cannot think of anything that would destroy my life greater than being in the political field. You know, it's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because if I kind of in my head go through the, what are there, like 10 people total involved in this show that pop on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes, yeah. Yeah. I bet you we'd get very close to 50-50 in political opinion on this show. I don't know for sure that we would, but I bet you'd be pretty close. I think a lot of people would come right in the center anyway uh, out of the 10 people. I would, I know that. Um, So isn't that how it should be? Like, you hear everybody's sense of humor, how everybody lives their lives. Because that's a big part of it, by the way. We all grew up very differently, um, except for we did point out on this show, Kristen, and you ruin everything, that oh. the, the base of the show here in Minneapolis-St. Paul, 
all of us have daddy issues. It's hilarious. We didn't even know it either. Before we started working together, we didn't even know it. I don't know. I have no idea, but there are a lot of us here. Yeah, that son of a bitch. We're all drawn together for one issue. (laughs) I hate dad. I never hated my father, but he was a massive pain in the ass. Anyway, back to you, Kristen Burt. Yes, absolutely. I just want to throw this out as a little trivia question for everyone. What was the first title uh, that Netflix sent out with their DVD? Does anyone know? Oh, God. I, I, wish, I wish I had time to think of this because I, I'm going to go with Harry Potter. I'll say Titanic. Oh, okay. good call. Uh, Rudy's closer in the, the era. Yeah, yeah, that was a good call. Yep. Yeah, now I can't think anything but Titanic, so I'm... Uh... How about Lifeboat? Yep. <laughs> Lifeboat, no. Yeah, that's it. No. It is Beetlejuice, 1998. Really? Oh. Hmm. Wait a minute. How is Titanic close to Beetlejuice? 1997. I don't care. I said the era, the time. No, no. Sorry. You're out of the mix. <laughs> You're out of the mix. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> no. So what that's was it? Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice was, was their first movie. title that they shipped out. I like that movie. That was a good movie. Don't say it three times. I was just going to say, you guys, be careful. You're getting really close to the sun right now. Oh, what are you? I know. So, you, you, you. <laughs> Michael Keaton's going to appear in my closet, and I'm actually not going to be upset. <laughs> I did, somebody told me the other day, and I didn't remember this, they dropped the F-bomb once in that movie. They do. They go... So yeah. you knew this. Do you, do you remember the line? No. Yeah. He goes, right when uh, they, they're in the model, they're like in the model town, and then, you know, the, the, the humans go back to, you know, whatever, real life. Yeah. Beetlejuice gets up on like a hill, and he kicks over the tree, and he goes, nice effing model, honk, honk. And then he grabs his crotch, <laughs> and he honks it twice. Oh, yeah. God. That's so, he was, I that movie is so it. good. I'll tell you very quickly. Oh, and quickly. Alec Baldwin's in it. Like, you think about it. Winona Ryder, like, such yeah. a great mm-hmm. cast yeah. in that. Um, I also want to say, just since we're mentioning Michael Keaton, he's the best Batman. I'm throwing that out there. Yes, Everyone, I agree. feel free to at me and yell nope. at me, but he's still the best Batman. I agree. I think he's terrific. He's a very pleasant person, too. Yes. I've, I I just am so drawn to him. I love him. I just love his acting. Yep. I just, whether he's in a comedy, whether he's in a drama, he's just one of those that like seamlessly transitions between the two of them. Have you watched some of those TV, uh, that one was called Addicted, one was called Dope Sick, those, those shows, you Dope know what I'm talking about? fantastic. He on was Hulu. in one of those and he was great in it. Dope Sick. Oh, he's in Dope Sick? Yeah. God, Dope he sick. was good in that. Yeah, the he paper. Emmy for it. Do you guys remember the paper when he yeah. was the, oh yeah. when he was running around just trying to find a diet coke the entire movie I <laughs> love that movie that's where I learned the phrase when he goes hey man a confident walk and a clipboard will get you into any building on the planet <laughs> and I'm like that's so true just act like you're supposed to be there you know how many concerts I've snuck into in this town because I acted like I was supposed absolutely. to be there absolutely just walk right in no yeah. problem well isn't there clipboard a clipboard or like a little earpiece like you have a walkie on people will think you're super official who's that famous couple they, there was just a special about them a couple of months ago that famous couple that, that snuck into a White House dinner Oh, that was a Real Housewives of. Uh, oh, was yes. it? Yeah, of DC. There oh, was. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. She ran off with one of the guys from Journey. Remember that? Yeah, what? Wild. Yeah, that they had one season of Real Housewives Her of name's DC. Michaela, isn't it? Michaela something. I think, I think so. you're right. I think you're absolutely right. But they snuck in past what, like four levels of security. And, and they had no documentation to get in. And then walked like the red carpet. People were yeah. taking pictures of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michaela okay, so Salahi. Uh, Tarek and Michaela Salahi. Salahi. Yep. Salahi. Yes. That's exactly who it yep. is. Just walked into the White House. Okay, go on in. 
That's and then she ran weird. off with like the guitarist, I think, from Journey. <laughs> I love just that. Just to add like, uh, you know, just another a, like yeah. strange level to the story. <laughs> uh, I got to be honest with you, kids, last night I'm at home by myself. I'm pretty tired, but I figure I want to go to bed around, you know, 930, something like that. So I popped on knock on the cabin door or <gasps> knock on the cabin. Yeah, the, the horror yes. one. Mm-hmm. Lasted about 20 minutes. Oh, was it That's it? Was, it? It was horrible. I didn't like it either, honestly. Um, I had seen it a few weeks before it came out. And I. the one thing is I figured out the twist within the first 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with M. Night Shyamalan, you're always thinking, like, there's going to be a big, huge twist. Right. This one, I felt like, was handed to me too early in the script, and I thought, okay, I'm good. Yeah, so you didn't care for it either? No. He's made a couple of good movies, but most of his movies are not very good. Yeah. I I just feel like it's one of those situations that he... You know what drives me nuts? He always puts himself into the film, so I'm always Yeah, he does. He does. Alfred Hitchcock. Out of the film because I'm like, when is M. Night Shyamalan going to sit there and put himself in the film and, oh, here it is. Here's the role that he wrote for himself. Yeah, well, that's what Alfred Hitchcock did. He never talked. He just appeared. Did you know that? Mm-mm. I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. yeah Alfred think... Hitchcock appeared in almost, I, th- I think, maybe all of his movies, but he never talked. He would just, like, walk through the, the shot. He was a sick guy, right? He was a weird Yeah, yeah. that's what everybody <laughs> says, Yeah. Not good to his Alfred Hitchcock women. No, that's, that's what, what I, I hear. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Just like Brittany and the morning show men, she treats us like dirt. As you should be. That's true. Very good. <laughs> Someone point. needs to give you guys a hard time. Right? <laughs> yes. You walk around here. I got to knock their egos down a couple notches. <laughs> oh, by the way, you guys, you know, I was on the Bold and the Beautiful set. Do yeah. you know who was yep. on set yesterday? Jimmy Walker. I love Jimmy Walker. He's a great guy. <laughs> He's doing. He's guest starring, and his episodes will air in early May. He's got two days, so it was really cool to see him. I was, and they included him on the nine thousandth episode celebration. So I thought that was sweet. Did he say dynamite to you? He did not say dynamite. I didn't interview him, but he was really cute. He was running around taking photos with all of the cast to celebrate with them. It was really sweet. Really nice man. He he absolutely is a very nice person. I don't know him really well, but a couple times I've been around him. He's been very pleasant. So that's good. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of like a fun. I was like, oh my gosh, is Jimmy Walker? What is Jimmy Walker doing on a soap opera set? But he's doing a role. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So everything else good, good, good with you? Everything is good. Keeping busy and I'm gearing up. This I'm stuck in, in uh, coronation land. So I've got to oh. uh, do a couple of coronation interviews coming up and get into that whole royal mess uh, with King Charles and... Harry and Megan. So I think you I got should a go documentaries and, to watch tonight. You should go on Megan's spot. What do you think? Oh, that would be fun. You should. Yes. The I wonder if Harry up. will bring me. I mean, he lives just up the road, ninety minutes in Montecito. Yeah, he's in Montecito, so you, your neighbor, kind of. Oh, absolutely. So close. <laughs> His $15 million house compared to my tiny little house. <laughs> yeah, well, 90 minutes away in Los Angeles is actually four and a half blocks. Yeah, so. right. yeah that's yes. true. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, you know, yesterday I drove 11 miles to Television City. It took me an hour yesterday morning. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. 11 miles. Okay, we'll close with this one. Oh, do you have some more to say? No, I was just saying, I was just there recently. It's so gross. I hate Los Angeles I do so too. much. It's gross. I'm sorry, yeah. but I do. Kristen, well, we Los love Angeles you. Los Angeles hates you back. Good. <laughs> she got a scowl on her face when she said that. Did you see I that? I like it. I she like that. Scowl, I heard you were here and you didn't even like 
slide into my DMs to say hi? I was I was literally in and out. So I, I popped in and popped right back out, right back on the plane. So, But next time, I do have plans to hang out with you next time I'm in Los Angeles, for All sure. All right. Yes. One thing I'll oh, tell you about L.A. It. that I did finally know, because I, I came and went for a long time when I was in voiceover. I'd have to come to L.A. all the time and blah, blah, blah. But the one thing I did notice that's really weird about Hollywood in particular, that whole area, you know, because that was what the Capitol Records Tower was and all that, and a lot of times I did voiceover right down the block. But the weird thing about Hollywood and going through all... Now, you know what? I'm going to hold this for tomorrow because I want to talk to you more about this, and I know you got to go. But some of the things that happen in Los Angeles, I just... It's fascinating. It doesn't happen anywhere else. So we'll go down a list tomorrow. Fascinating things that happen in L.A., but nowhere else. I'm gonna I'll give you an example. Suspense for 24 hours. Here's an example. Every time in L.A. you drive by a gas station and someone's filling up their car, you know them from somewhere. It's really weird. You'd run into people you know just filling up their car. That's wild. It is. I, I love that about L.A., actually. It's the one thing I do it's love about it. It's a small town in a big city. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I'll, I'll, I'll give a story tomorrow on that because I'll tell you my small town Jeez. red carpet story that there happened we to me over the weekend. So everyone has to wait 24 hours. Come on back. We will come back for Kristen Burt anytime. There's no question about it. All right. Behave, sister. I'll do my best. Talk See you tomorrow. You. <laughs> See you tomorrow. I know I say it every day, but man, I love working with that woman. She's, she's great. Got the greatest at it. She's never, ever in a bad mood. I know she's she's lovely. She I like indeed. and she messages me over, you know, things that like we both know that you wouldn't want to talk about, so we'll sit in here and be like, um, what about this reality star? So she's just she loves her job. She does. Speaking of that by the way, I ran into several people that came up and said they love the show and they love you reading those text messages and emails on the air. They love that. Oh, that's all. Well, if anybody wants to message a show, it's really easy on the app. It comes right to me too. It's like a text, but it's you just use the the Tom Bernard show app and in the top left corner there's a little talk bub- bubble that's message the show. And uh, you can send it. And uh, I've, a lot of times, I, I mean, I love getting them. I write back all the time. My yeah. husband's always like, who are you texting? I'm like, it's messaging the show. I'm doing my job. Leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hurt that they're like, hi, Britt. You know, like, it always feels like, yeah, yeah I love it. It's your buddy. So, no, I tell you, honestly, God, I'm running to a lot of people. And I think it's because of the billboards. They know who I am. That because makes sense. Before the billboards, nobody knew what I looked like. I don't just go out in public all that often. But yeah. But people come up, I'm telling you, they're raving about the show. They love you guys. Everybody, all you know, the Sannies and Kristen Burtz and... Nobody Bruce likes Sanny. That's, that's right. Nobody likes that's that's his I made that part up. That's his main appeal. Nobody likes him, but we all just have to have him around. I made that part up. You're absolutely right. But no, <laughs> they, they mentioned to me that they really love the... Yeah, you know, when people call into the show, yeah. we have guests on, when you got the text messages and the emails and all, they, they love that stuff Yeah, because it gives a voice to the people. They we, love that. It's cool. We even got some, I know we have to go to commercial, but we got a couple messages already today and somebody from the UK. So. Yeah, baby. Well, we got one from Australia yesterday. I know. I'm like, oh my God, are we? Oh Aren't we worldwide? Cool I know. Does that show up on the rankings? By the way, you're big in the in Britain. <laughs> With gingers in UK, we are killing it. <laughs> yeah, we have all the gingers in UK. Okay, why don't we do that? We'll take a break and come back, and we'll talk talk a few emails yeah. and text messages. If you guys are running anybody on the street, but I'm telling you, I have not had one person come up and go. Ah, I don't really like this or that about the show. They love the show, man. They really do, and everybody on it. So that's good to know. Stop. 
We shall be right back after this Tom Bernard show. Right now, my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on all their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the my slippers the number one selling my pillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code Tom, you'll get all the all-season slippers for twenty-five bucks. Regularly one hundred and forty-nine ninety-eight. That is over one hundred and twenty bucks in savings. Limited to ten pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable, extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes, all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98, $120 savings, more than $120, matter of fact. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. These will not last long, so please do order now. The last thing you think about after an accident is how your social media might be used against you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything or post anything online until you've talked to us. These days, it's natural to share online what's happened to you, good and bad. When you file an injury claim, insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you deserve. Your social media posts can be twisted and taken out of context. That includes words and pictures. Don't give them any fuel. Hey, you'll have the rest of your life to share the trip to the lake or your new job, but you'll only have one shot at winning your injury claim. If you've been in an accident, don't wait. Schedule your free case consultation now with Bradshaw and Bryant. Visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, God, my God, 7.57 already. Time flying by. That means you're having a good conversation that you're enjoying. You're having fun. It time flies. That's what I understand. I only got, uh, what now, 72 hours before the missus gets home, so that's good. You're counting down. You've got like a crossing out every hour that she's I gone. I hate it when she's gone. I do. I hate it. And it's so funny because <laughs> can I can I just like give a little insight into oh, your Oh, here we go. Hey, so you like, have a knife you can put in there? I know, I know. There's, a, there's my back. At least I'm stabbing you in the front, okay? Yeah, it's right to your go. face. I knew it. Um, I had to call Catherine one of the times that you guys were away and helped set up your computer back home or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I'm just listening to you being just, oh, I miss her so much. I call her and I'm like, hey, girl, hey. And she's like, hey, girl, hey. And um, she, I go, uh, yeah, you know, um, I go, well, you, you've, what, you were like four days away or whatever. And she goes, oh. I just been so nice. I just been eating, you know, like standing up. You know, what I mean, like she's living the single life. <laughs> oh yeah. Just whatever. And she's like, uh, I was like, um, what did she say? She's like, yeah, it's kind of fun for a little bit, and then eventually she does the same thing. She's like me, where she likes her alone time for yeah, a little bit, sure. and eventually whatever. But you guys are, she's just independent, fun, oh, yeah. and you're, yep. oh, Catherine, how much do you miss me? And yeah, like, laugh it up. <laughs> Jesus, Palomino. You can't be both that way. That would be insane. I, I wonder why I am that way, because I, I, it's just, you know, I just am. Yeah. I, I, 
Well, to this day, I miss my mother. <coughs> Horrible. Sorry. I mean, she's been dead now for 15 years, for Christ's sake. You think I'd, I'd, get, I'd get used to it? You'll never get used to that. I'll we're never not, get over it. We're not talking about that again. Okay, I got a lot okay, of... Okay, we're never... <laughs> we're not talking about that again. All right, we won't talk about that. Speaking of pivoting, um, I've got some messages. We've got Ginger from the UK wrote us, and she was talking about uh, how Cash Call was epic. And she reminded this. Do you remember this? I'm into phone booth and the MF deer bit me in the neck. Do you oh, yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah. And she said she's MF been. MF and deer bit me. Yep. And then she said she's been listening since 1988 and she loves the new show. So. And she's in England. English. She's, yeah, we've got a UK listener. Ginger. And then Dan agrees with you. Murdoch uh, just doesn't want to take the risk of discovery. And he's right no. that it's just pocket change. Yep. Derek says hi to everyone in the show. Hi, Derek. And Cy says that he loves the new morning show. Great job. So, again, if That's you want to... Cy Amundsen, is it? No. 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 Not a, where is Cy? Is he doing okay now? Yeah, we chatted about him a couple of months ago. I yeah. believe, yeah. yeah. So he rolls into town like once every six months. He doesn't call or text anybody. Uh, he pops yeah. up. He does one show, and then he gets out of town. And, yeah, so, but uh, still living in, I believe, Ohio. Oh, he's living in Ohio now? Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't even know he moved to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cincinnati, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. It's not a bad town, but yeah, Cy Amundsen's always a very, very decent guy. My family loved him coming and doing the show, so. All right, so that anything else we should... What are you smiling about? Somebody being nice to you? People are just nice to me, but... Oh, they love me. <laughs> Rudy, they think I'm phenomenal. No, I was just... Uh, uh, we just got a lot of nice messages. So if you want to message the app, feel free. Go Tom Bernard Show app. It's in the top left corner. I'll write you back. If if you want, if you want to say that Rudy's nice too, that's fine. Tom's okay. That's Tom's fine. okay. Slogging through. <laughs> We're getting by. I understand. I understand that. I don't understand this headline though. Seventy-year-old called Zelensky handsome, and then the cops showed up at her house. Dang. What? Mm. I don't know if you could. May maybe he's handsome. Do you think he's handsome? Okay. Who is this? Zelensky. Yeah, from from the Ukraine. Ukraine. Zelensky? Yeah, the leader of the Ukraine. Oh, okay. I okay. Now I know what you're talking Are you hung about. Hungover? Is that the plan? No, I'm not hungover. Um, I wouldn't say handsome. No. No, he's all right. I still love the fact that 450 million dollars of what we sent him is missing. They don't know where it went. That's great news, isn't it? I mm-hmm. mean, for a politician, I guess he cuts an okay face. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, it's a low it. bar. Olga Sladgina or Sladgina, seventy, convicted of discrediting the Russian army. Because she called Zelensky handsome, that's discrediting your army? That's rough. A 70-year-old Russian woman accused of supporting Ukraine in part because she said its president was handsome, has been sanctioned by a Moscow court for discrediting the Russian army. Olga Slagina was fined 490 bucks for comments made in December, the Daily Beast reports. Uh, she was staying at a medical clinic in Nalchik, the capital of Russia's Karbadino, uh, Balkaria Republic on the border with Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. I love that song. Little Ray Charles. Uh, when she was involved in a dining room discussion of Ukraine, in particular, she disagreed with a Ukrainian woman from the city of Odessa who described President Volodymyr Zelensky as a freak. According to Ukrainian media, she said Zelensky is a handsome young man with a good sense of humor. Everyone laughs at his jokes. 
and she was put in jail for oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Being sued and put in jail for saying he's handsome and he tells some good stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, discredited my army. Oh, yeah. I sold one Ukrainian joke. There was a late night Uh-oh. show on, online that had asked, like, hey, can you send us? It was me and my buddy Ryan. They're like, can you send us? We need some Ukraine jokes. And the one joke that they use that I still love to this day, it's a little old now, but it's a former stand-up comedian and current president of the Ukraine. What's his first name again? Vladimir. Vladimir Zelensky told the American officials, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition, which marks the first time a stand-up comedian has not asked for a ride somewhere. (laughs) First time in history, probably. That's probably true. You know who he kind of looks like? Uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, very oh, much so. He gets yeah. a lot a lot. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a very much so, because I keep looking at him and I'm like, that's who he looks like. Yeah, I've never noticed that. I'll have to take a gander because I went away from the story already. Yeah. yeah. Kind of Jeremy yeah, Renner-esque. Yeah, yeah, he does, definitely. I love Jeremy Renner. Same. Isn't it weird that that war has been going on so long now that we've kind of forgotten about it? I know. Crazy. We just get used to people massacring one another. It's mm-hmm. really, really wonderful. No question. What do you think of this whole deal in Utah with the four-day school week? I don't know. I feel like every three months we get something about a four-week something. Like everybody goes, can we do a four-week job or a four-week school week? And it never comes. Four-day school week. I mean, a four-day school week. And it never comes to fruition. So when it does, I'm always like, interesting. Is it is it Paiute County? Is that how you say that? I believe so, yeah. P-I-U-T-E, Paiute. I think it is. Uh, the Paiute County School District is set to move on a four-day school week next year. After the Utah State Board of Education last week approved a request for the transition, District Superintendent Kobe Willis said the move was made for a few different reasons. One of those, Willis said, is historic. The district operated on a four-day school week for about 20 years from the 80s to 2002. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea. In Paiute, it was uh, still a very popular idea and something that, uh, when they heard it, was a possibility to go back to. It was a very popular idea. Another reason is based on saving instruction time. When we uh, add up a number of the hours we spend on athletics, the number of hours that we miss for athletics versus the number that we miss uh, under a four-day school week, we're going to be in class a lot more on a four-day school week, Willis said. I think it's a great idea. Uh, what I love is that we got to do it, what everybody else does, and we have to have a five-day school week. No, they moved ahead and said, no, we don't need one. This doesn't work for us. Yeah, it I just love doesn't it. work for us. Exactly. You know, I think it should be illegal in Minnesota, and I know that we say that we're not going to put it, uh, our views on other people, but this is the one I feel passionate about. In Minnesota, we have, what, three epic months, right? Maybe four epic yeah, months. we'll go of, four. Yeah. Okay, four epic months of summer. I think it should be illegal to work on Fridays during those four months because I, like, you... <laughs> Just you, illegal. Illegal. Though. Because, right. like, man, we have such a short time, and it's like nobody's taking Fridays seriously anyways. Have you been in a Friday off... Oh, of, God. An office on Friday in August? It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. There's, like... Two people there, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just waiting to go to the cabin in 10 minutes. Like, Yeah, go to that sales department at Hubbard on a Friday. You're like, why is everybody wearing a sombrero? It's 1.30. Like, what's up with the yeah. party going on it's here? Like a, there's like a crash test mannequin doll in that guy's seat. You haven't seen him on a Friday in six years. Mm-hmm. Like, All right. You know, Rudy, you and I were talking about how women should never be allowed to run businesses. Remember that this morning? I remember you were very adamant about that, and I was disagreeing with you. Oh, you were. But I do remember the conversation. Don't remember the disagreement part, but you know. Oh, great. Now message the show. I just, now now we sound like that morning show. What? Did you guys say that? What? What? Okay. You ready for this story, sister? I'm ready. 
Andy Owen. It's A-N-D-I. Mm-hmm. Andy Owen is a woman. Andy Owen is the CEO of the high-end furniture company Miller Knoll. And a clip of her doing an online chat with employees has gone viral. She's scolding them for complaining about not getting bonuses. So she cut their bonuses. They didn't get bonuses. Mm-hmm. She's scolding them for complaining about not getting bonuses. Meanwhile, she took, what, a $6.2 million bonus? Oh, <laughs> ooh-wee, zooey mama, some would say. I just love people. So you shouldn't get any bonuses, but, of course, $6.4 million bonus. Nobody else got anything, but she got $6.4 million for one year. And bonus. not only that, then she has the audacity... <laughs> To go and say on like a speech, like you guys should be think bonuses are a privilege. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, listen, I know reading it, but when you hear her talking about it, which oh, I got the audio for, yeah, here, give, give, give. Here you go, guys. Questions came through about how can we stay motivated if we're not going to get a bonus. Some of them were nice, and some of them were not so nice. So I'm going to address this head on. Don't ask about what are we going to do if you don't get a bonus. Get the damn twenty six million dollars. Spend your time and your effort. Thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right? I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people, leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Have a great day. Her tone of voice, I would hate her. Just from her tone of voice. (laughs) Pity City. Pity City. Pity City. I'm, I'm the mayor of Pity City. So when she was talking about their, their $26 million short in the... Yeah, uh, it looks like that was like probably a goal of theirs to mm-hmm. get to, and they didn't hit it, and so... And so she still takes $6.4 million even though they didn't hit their, their goal? Oh, why not? People in their, I just don't understand people in the money. The people, money, 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 money. Get off your ass. You love money so much, get off your ass and work. How about that? I mean, it's just, it's just so funny. And then to come out, she's got this... You can let you can you can visit Pidgey City, but you can't live there. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. Thank you, thank you. I'm actually can tap into that pretty easily. Very impressed with your ability to do you. impressions. I thank mean, you. you know, it all works out in the end. Yeah, I I just don't. Uh, we're never and well, we never have before, so I know we won't now. We're never going to get over this money thing, are we? Well, it's always about money, always. Listen, I'm barely in the business world. I don't even know what a 401k really is. Um, mm-hmm. I've never really worked where I need to like put on non, you know, like I have to like put on real clothes. But like, I, doesn't this happen all the time where they make like businesses have to make big cuts and then you find out the CEOs still take their big bonuses? I mean, oh, yeah. I, isn't that oh, yeah. a constant? I mean, mm-hmm. in my mind, I go, this, hap- this, isn't a, this isn't really news. Like this happens constantly. I mean, there was the whole bailout thing that we had with with certain you know companies and then you find out these CEOs took these giant bonuses i think this is just business hospitals are the worst with that yeah they oh, are oh yeah absolutely they Abs- cut every corner yes they take it away from the nurses and from the people who actually run these places these people take giant bonuses and then they decide to oh we're going to spruce up the lobby to make it more inviting it's wow. like i don't know we got sick people here that need attention so yeah and yeah. that's such a hard one too cuz then they'll it's the people that, you know, the frontline workers, the, the nurses, the, um, you know, all the assistants, all these things, they'll add that human element to make them feel guilty for, yeah. well, you're not going to take these extra hours where, the, you know, our patients are going to suffer, all these things. There's like that. And then you go, oh, I'm the one that's feeling guilty about this. And you're sitting there taking your bonuses. That's such a racket. So would you guys look this up for me? 
I'd appreciate it. Not a problem. I don't remember where it was, but there was a healthcare company in the state of Minnesota when a guy retired and his retirement benefit was a quarter of a billion dollars. Do you guys know that story? No. I've never seen it in the news, but could you guys mind looking that up for me? See if you can. It was a local, it's a national company, but it was the local office. I think he was the CEO of the company, retired, and I believe he got nearly a quarter billion dollars in go away pay. Isn't that amazing? I yeah, I, I'll have to look into that because I bet you if it's not uh, if it's not in um, the main news things, there'll be some digging. Well, it was a while back. It was like a year or two ago, probably. Okay. Something like that. But I'm like, really? The guy did such a great job. He gets two hundred and fifty million dollars. Holy buckets! It's a sizable amount of money for retirement, don't you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I left the queue, I got oh, that's right, I got nothing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> You, you're tricky though, man. You did some cool things. You, you did some cool things. You did some smart things in your contracts. I don't know what you're talking about. Something just... about your voice. Uh, when or when they can't use your voice oh, after yeah. you leave. Oh yeah. I can't even imagine. Like you did some smart things. You're a smart guy. It's annoying. Well, why didn't I hold them up and sue the piss out of them if I'm so smart? Because you're smart. Because you realize. Because I don't do things like that. And onward and upward. You yeah, onward and upward. Look, I, I, like I said, I'm sitting here now today happier than the sun, bitch. So I got exactly what I wanted out of the deal. Exactly. So I'm very, very lucky. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I know it's better if I go on like the national news goes, everybody's mean to me and it's horrible and my life sucks. Sorry, but mine doesn't. Too bad. I guess if you got off your ass and did something, maybe yours wouldn't either. What do you think? I'm working on making your life suck slowly. Well, I know that you always have. That's just a given. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.